0: Welcome, everyone, to the Take It Home Podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca. And on today's episode, I'm going to take a look at a promotion from Denmark Body Slam Pro Wrestling. Um, it was a lot of fun watching this show. I saw some good, I saw some bad, I saw some ugly. But overall, it was a very entertaining experience watching Body Slam Pro. Now, before I get into that, give an update on finally the take it home podcast bonus episode that will be on the fight game media plus patreon that is gonna be uh, coming up very soon. Uh, Antonio the promised Thomas and myself have scheduled a time this Wednesday to be exact to record our show. And get it up there on the Patreon. It's been a little little while coming because of the my work schedule as of late, but we're gonna get it done, and it's gonna be a, it's gonna be up, and it's gonna be a lot of fun as promised. Thomas and myself, we look at five different young up and coming wrestlers, and we break down their in ring. I break down, you know, the what, what they. I break down. The booking of them, how I was how to see them how I how I would use them and what they can improve on. Um, it's a lot of fun because I love one of my favorite things about the pro wrestling business is the next generation coming up, right? I always always have an eye on who's gonna be the future of the wrestling business. And even on this show that I'm gonna cover tonight, Body Slam Pro Wrestling, I saw one kid that i think is a truly a hidden gem and potential to be a future star so i'm excited about talking about that and promise thomas and myself are going to talk about this this gentleman on that bonus episode now fight game media plus it's five dollars a month it's you know Give us a, sh- a shot. If you want to listen? Do you like Take It Home Podcast? You want to hear the bonus edition? It's going to cost five bucks. You know, give it a shot. It's a it's a cup of coffee, as Garrett says, and you get you get Take It Home Podcast uh, bonus episode, and you got all this other great content that we have on there. A lot of great shows. So, um, and if it's not your cup of tea, you know, just uh, just don't need to re- don't need to resubscribe. Re- so, but I would like I would hope y'all who listen to this show, will give that our Take It Home, Fight Game Media Plus, a chance. I think it's going to be some really good stuff. You're going to learn a lot of stuff, especially from Antonio Promise Thomas, he's, who's uh, you know has been through it all in the wrestling business, worked in WWE, trained with the best, worked with the best. Um, he's just a fountain of knowledge of pro wrestling and still loves to give it. Not just to you know the wrestlers, but he also like to share his knowledge with the fans as well. You know, on his great podcast, uh, I left my Walt on uh, the Wrestling Observer website. So um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I am extremely excited about that show, and I can't wait to record it. And I think it's going to be um, something really amazing. Now, on today's episode, like I said, take it On podcast. I'm going to be talking about Body Slam Pro Wrestling out of Denmark. Um, earlier this week, I put out a tweet and contacted some people I know that are kind of up and up on today's wrestling, especially the indie scene. And I kind of threw out some messages and then on Twitter, of course, you know, give me uh, some suggestions to watch for taking on podcasts. I want to see something new, uh, something I've never seen before. And a gentleman named uh, his uh, name on Twitter was Jen King, G-E-N-K-I-N-G. He suggested Body Slam Pro Wrestling out of Denmark. And after I got all the suggestions, I started thinking, you know what? Let's check out Denmark, what they got to offer. Like, I just never thought about, you know, watching a promotion for from Denmark ever. I wasn't thinking about wrestling out over there. But what I love about Take It Own podcast is this podcast you know gives a t- brings attention to a lot of the promotions uh, that don't get enough coverage from the mainstream media. There's a lot of great wrestling out there, but I think sometimes the mainstream media just focuses on WWE and AEW. And of course that makes totally sense because they are the biggest companies in the United States. And but there's a lot of great wrestling that's going on. Um, and a lot of great talent that's gonna be filling those rosters of WWE AEW in the future. So I wanted to that's why I created Take It On Podcast for this specific reason to give a voice to talk, get attention to promotions that don't get enough coverage, you know. Like I've never even heard of Bot Pro Wrestling out of Denmark. Never heard of it. Um so and I'm glad it was brought to my attention. Because on this episode, there was one special talent that I discovered and that I didn't like, I want to see more of. Like, I'm going to keep watching Body Slam Wrestling specifically for him. And I'm also going to try to find other, other uh, matches of this, of this gentleman who I'm going to be talking about shortly. Now, Body Slam Wrestling was established in 2015. So, it's still a very young promotion. And right out the bat, started the show. I'm I'm happy the commentary was in English. I I didn't, when, I, didn't I didn't know what I was expecting, but I just like I because I, I want to get some history of these of these uh, of these talents that I have never seen before. There's a couple of people I have seen before, obviously like Francesco Akira, Ender Kara, and um, Doug Williams, of course. But there's a lot of new talent, like like I said, never seen, and I was excited to watch watch what they can do when the, the show started this crowd was freaking hot what a crowd this this was one of the biggest stars of the show was this crowd in this building it felt like it would it felt like a party um and what i liked about this crowd you know they weren't just there to see some slams and some the the mat they make a big noise and they appreciate the good wrestling when it was good. Like, you know, they recognize when it was better than when it was better than some of their local favorites, you know, like when, they, when it was really good, they, they recognized it. So that was, that was a lot of fun to watch as well. And now this show, I could tell was edited down. So like, you know, after a match ended, there's a quick cut. You could tell like, they're just shortening it up. So this, a wa- as a watch, it was a total of two hours. Um, on iwtv that's where you can watch this as well and also i believe wxw now just dropped this show on their uh streaming service so wxw not only you know features their promotions but their promotion but they also feature some of the smaller promotions um associated with them so that that, that's really cool to see so i think most people listeners might have or have iwtv so i highly recommend this show and i not the whole show, because there were some matches, that, man. But um, we'll get to those. But there's two really good matches I, I definitely recommend, and that one of those really good matches was the opening match: Francesco Akira versus Ender Kara. Francesco Akira, I've been following since 2019, um, when I first saw him in All Japan. I was uh, really watching a lot of Japanese wrestling, not just New Japan, but I was watching all Japan, Noah, uh, Zero One, like all these promotions. I was checking out, uh, and all Japan was one of my favorites to watch. I really like Kentō Miyahara, and honestly, it's been the last few week, last few months. Sorry, a few. I haven't even been able to watch Japanese wrestling. I've been mostly focusing on you know stuff for the Take It Home podcast and. Mainly the uh, the uh, European wrestling scene as of late, and some U.S. local indies. But Francesco Care, I saw him. I think he was nineteen when he got there, um, in twenty nineteen, and he just reminded me of like this great young little babyface flyer. You know, he's from Italy. being a full-blood Italian myself you know I had a little like appreciate you know rooting for the kid and he really impressed me and as I kept watching I watched every show because I had the all Japan uh, streaming service so I watched all the the main shows the smaller house shows and he was really impressive and seeing him now In 2022, or sorry, this actually took place in 2021. Excuse me, it actually took place in November of 2021. So it's a little older show, but I decided to go with this one. There was another show, I think, from December that was on the the streaming service. But I was like, I like Francesco Akira. I like Doug Williams. So I, I went with this show here. And Francesco Akira, man, from 2019 to 2022, just... Least and bounds impressive. He's totally command of the ring. Comfortable. Uh, you could tell his confidence level is through the roof. He was. Uh, really showed fire. His, his nickname is the fireball. Francesco Kira. And he's really become the complete. A complete worker. And one of the the bright young stars in wrestling today. He just had a, a really great match with uh, Gabriel Kidd at Rev Pro. I haven't seen that match yet, but I heard it was like a show stealer. Uh, one of the, sh- you know, I guess Will Osprey and Oku really, you know, stole that show because, you know, I know Meltzer gave it like five stars. And and once that happens, a lot of people go crazy. But also Francesco Akira, you know, and Gabriel Kidd really had a great match as well. Francesco Kira is facing Ender Kara, and Ender Kara I've seen before at WXW. Um, in WXW, when I saw him there, he was presented as this young kid coming in. Um, they were doing the the trials like in Japan does. There's like a they have a young wrestler who would go through the they'll face like ten of the of the veteran wrestlers in the, in the on the roster and. And the kid would usually lose, but show fighting spirit. And even though he loses all 10 matches, the idea is that he showed fight heart and fire and never quit. And that's how he, the, the young kid would graduate to the next level. So I saw that with Inakara, and I think he had a couple of matches and he got hurt. Another guy, uh, uh, Paris took his place. And that's the last time I saw Inakara. So here they, they said he was on an excursion to WXW. So, I, I guess this is his home pro- promotion. Um, this was a really good match. Like I said, hot crowd. Really hot crowd. Um, early on, the fans liked the homegrown talent of Ender They were really cheering him and booing Francesca Akira. Ender um, Cara sh- showed me what he sh- I saw in WXW. He's a good athlete. Um, you know, he's smaller, but... You know, so is Francesca Kier. This is a like a perfect. This is a perfect junior heavyweight championship match, as you would see, as you believe a junior heavyweight championship match should be. The two smaller wrestlers, um, nowadays, sometimes it's junior heavyweight title and the guys like you know, two twenty five, and it, but here these guys, uh, these guys, they really work well together. Um, but Endicari, though he's a good athlete. He just showed no charisma in, in this match. And I don't know. I know he's still young. And I don't know if he, you know, knowing that Francesco Akira coming from Japan, all that experience, a former All Japan Junior Championship. And knowing that, you know, this was a big match for him. I don't know if he was too into his in his, in his head too much in this match. Or maybe he's just one of those people that just doesn't have that ability to let out their personality within the match. So he that's a bit that's something I would like to see him work on some fire, some energy, some facial expressions. He kind of has that same face uh, illness, you know, like he just does the moves. He doesn't really well. He's a good athlete, but there's nothing behind it. No emotion. You can't connect with it. But I think he has a lot of potential. So I, I'm not I don't want to knock the kid. I'm not knocking the kid. I'm just saying like you have he has to reach down and find that because he's just going to be in that same spot right he's he's not going to grow as a worker and you need to connect with your audience and doing the moves is fine but there's a lot of guys that can do moves right it's finding that connection they want to see emotion out of you they want to see you connect you know like having your hair long he has this long hair and he throws it in his face like move your hair back show your face show your eyes look at the crowd also, his uh, offense. Um, I saw like a lot of the New Japan's greatest hits on out of his offense, like specifically the Hidden Blade was like maybe this finisher, which we all know Will Ospreay does that finish. He also did the Destino, and I I know it's wrestling. I mean, no moves are sacred, but I mean, there's certain moves you should kind of stay away from, right? Like. The Destino, I, I I don't know. Just it just it just to me, I just felt like okay, this is <laughs> the New Japan greatest hits. So um, it was interesting as a, when I was talking about Indicara's lack of charisma, and again earlier he was the hometown favorite, right? They were he's the local kid that the crowd was like already behind, but Francesco Cure had so much fire, had so much energy. The crowd, the crowd, quickly became a big Francesco Akira fan. Right, there was no Bay Face heel in this. It was just two competitors going at it, and so they just turned. They, they, I mean, they still love Enda Car, but they, they it was get, definitely getting a lot louder. for Francesco Akira. Uh, at one point, uh, Akira whipped Car into the corner. Car leaped over the top rope onto the apron, then uh, quickly sprang up for a, a springboard dropkick which was a beautiful springboard dropkick you know like i said endecar is a, a really good athlete but what i didn't like about it is like Francesco akira just whips him in and he, he's sitting there is watching he's you know he Endicara leaps over the top rope on the apron and quickly jumps to the top rope with a springboard and then like i i wish akira would have ran in and maybe took a forearm or a punch then sold around and then as he turned around took the dropkick it I just would have been more believable there. Again, the crowd's going nuts for this match. Ultimately, Francesco Ch- Kira wins, and it was a it was a good match. It really was, and it's it's one I would definitely one of the two matches I would definitely go out and check out. You know, there's a couple matches you could probably skip, but this one is one to watch, and I want to see Endicar grow because, I, like I said, I think it has a lot of potential. And it was just great to see Francesca Kira continue to um, just. Grow as a worker, being so confident, being, you know, the guy, you know, to – I think he's going to be a – he's going to probably be in – I would think AEW would sign this kid eventually, you know. Um, Maybe if – I don't know how long NXT UK is going to be around. I hope it's going to be around for a very long time because I really love that promotion or that brand of WWE. And, you know, he would be a a, a great signing for that brand. So definitely – watch this match i think you'll definitely enjoy this now this next one now okay again i'm watching body slam pro for the very first time right i don't know everyone's history in the promotion i don't know everyone's experience in this promotion though i can kind of tell when i'm watching and so it's you know i'm just i'm just it's first time viewing right so yeah if you're, you're listening to this and you're a fan of body slam Pro and you're like what are you talking about? This guy's a big star. Blah blah. blah. I, I get it. Okay, I get it. People love I mean, ev- this fans loved everyone. I mean, they had a great old time, and they have some real connections. A lot, of the, a lot, almost all the talent. Like they were into everyone. They knew everyone, and they're having a blast. The second match was Gabriel Faust and a mystery partner versus Hunyadi Tamás. And Tony Zane. And <laughs> Tony Zane comes out and, you know, just... I don't understand it. I don't know what his gimmick is. Now, to me, after watching this match, as it was going, I was like, is he supposed to be a guy that just lucked into a normal, a regular guy off the street that kind of became a wrestler? And, but he's not that good. And people love him because he's the lovable loser. That's what, kinda, that's what I thought his character was um Tomas is like a, a, a bigger guy I think he wore like military fatigues kind of look um uh, Gabriel Faust is a, a tall lanky guy painted up face Um trying try to see imagine like crazy Steve but like really skinny right like that's that's Gabriel Faust and so it's supposed to be a tag team match it's Zane and Tomas versus Faust and a mystery partner. The ring announcer announces, "Now here comes Faust's partner." And it's like, "Who's it going to be? Who's the mystery partner?" Well, it ends up that Tomas turns heel on Zane, and you should have in the club in the back by Tomas on Zane. It was like, it was like if we if back when I was play fighting in school, right, In the and in the, in the, in the recess with my buddies, like. You know, we're not trying to hurt each other. We're just trying to, you know, throw some fake blows, like act like we're wrestling. And he gets like it just looked like the lightest blow ever. And it wasn't good. And that followed up with more really bad heat from Tomas. Zane, he starts fighting from the bottom, but doing so with the weakest strikes I ever. I ever see like and that's why i'm like okay is he supposed to be the lovable loser is he supposed to be like i said a a guy that somehow got into a wrestling match and the fans as you know i don't know i I don't i do not i just like kind of trying to figure it out like i don't want to say the guy's just bad right like what's his gimmick maybe it's just a gimmick he's supposed to be not that good but and then he's as he's fighting behind he's throwing these little forearms and he's slapping his leg on forearms come on bro Slap don't slap your legs on forearms like that, especially on the bottom. I don't know. It just don't slap your legs. It's a forearm. The pocket's gonna make a sound. You know what I mean? Like everyone has to slap their leg on every damn thing. A punch, a kick. It's like the stupid drop kick. You know, like it doesn't mean anything if you do it every time. You got you save it for the big blow, right? In the big moment, towards the end. A big false finish. Or, you know, like save it for Save it for that. Like you're gonna hit a big drop kick, yeah. Then you slap your leg or something. Like, don't just do it for every damn thing. Unfortunately, I mean, I, I at this point, I just as I'm watching, I'm like, okay, Tony Zane is just extremely green, um, and he can't sell it all. He's just looking, waiting, uh, with no movement, no selling. No, he's just in one place, waiting to be grabbed. Um, and then finally Zane starts making like a little comeback, and it's just man, it's not good. And and I, and I I'm gonna say it, it just looked like what I would see from the local backyard promotion wrestling. Like they like they're not they're like they're not trained, but they're just trying to do stuff they see on TV, and you have a laugh at it, right? I mean, I, I it's just it was not that good. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just being honest, and that's what. And if people listening, you know, get upset. Like, don't get upset. This is what I do. I take it on podcast. I give a very honest review. I don't try to sugarcoat a lot of shit because, you know, I I'm not trying to bury anyone here. I'm just trying to like. I hope they hear what I'm saying, and they want to improve and and show they're not they're not. Maybe maybe I saw a bad performance. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they maybe they are really good. But then this was a bad performance, and so now I'm, now I'm hoping that they go and fix their mistakes here and, and work on things. Uh, Tomas. Oh, man, this is great. Tomas has Zane up for a powerbomb. And and I'm like, oh, shit, what's going to happen here? Because I'm scared now. Because I'm like, okay, these, everyone seems really green in this match. I just don't want anyone to get hurt. So he has him up in his powerbomb. He's walking him towards the corner. I see Gabriel files on the top rope. I'm like, oh, shoot, it's going to be... Something combination move is going to end in a powerbomb. And I'm just like nervous for everyone in this match. And Foss comes up and I don't know. It, was, it, must, have been, it must have been a positioning issue. Uh, maybe uh, Tomas didn't have Zayn position the way Foss wanted. Um, that's what I'm guessing happened because Foss came out from the top rope with this forearm shot that barely even hit. And it was just a, a popcorn fart, right? All of a sudden, the lights go off. Big reaction to the crowd. You know, Like I said, in this match, the crowd is going nuts. So, like, hey, it worked for this crowd. Now, they take this match anywhere else, it probably wouldn't even get over. But this crowd loves these guys, and, and they're into it, and which made it easier for me to watch because of it, it, normally I'd probably just keep skipping it. Like, again, lights go out and a mask wrestler shows up, Emeritus. And he makes this comeback. And it's not a, again a very weak comeback. It wasn't exciting at all. It was just it was just very like very simple, not exciting. Um, like I said, this crowd was accepting of it because they like this guy and they know this guy. And they follow. They probably, they've seen him at shows before. Obviously, they, they've, they've been following this promotion. But for me, as a first-time viewer, I'm like, wow, that, wasn't, that was that. That missed the mark. And then you have this. Okay, then in the end, the heels still go over. So you. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I'm not used. Don't go. I apologize. Those those guys, these matches, my notes are kind of funky right now. All right. So the heels end up losing. So you essentially had a heel turn from Tomas. By the end of the match, this team is losing. And I believe he's the one that took the fall, if I remember correctly. So essentially the heel turn meant nothing at the end. So what was this for? It should have been Tomas turns on Zane. Now it's two on one. Zane makes a comeback. He's fights. He fights and fights. Looks like he's going to pull it off. The upset of, you know, the two on one. He's going to do it. But then the numbers game catches up to him and he loses, right? Then the heels can jump him after the bell, right? Start kicking him, start punching him. But, you know. This is if I'm talking about guys that really understand what they're doing here, like seasoned workers. And then here you have Emeritus run out. Don't have him do the uh, lights out deal because if you're going to save someone, well, I have all the effort of teleporting in. I don't know. Like, why would you do that? Why would you get, you know, like just run out and make the save, right? But I guess he was gone and he is a big return, so... That's why he did it. Um, this is one I would highly recommend skipping, um, unless you're a person that really enjoys, you know, matches that are not that good. And I'm sorry, that's what that's what I saw, and that's what I'm saying. And I, again, like I hope all these guys will learn from it. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to be an asshole here. I'm just trying to trying to give some constructive criticism. Next up was what I was talking about, the hidden gem. The pleasant surprise. I. This is what I love about wrestling. When I watch wrestling today, especially when I watch these promotions I've never seen before, it's seeing this new talent. That's like, man, look at this kid. Why isn't he on? Uh, why is he's not more known? Why is he everywhere? Why is he on, on the bigger promotions in the the uh, uh, in the European wrestling scene? Right. Like why is he not in WXW? Why is he not in Rev Pro or OTT? Like I haven't seen him there, but then again, I you know I haven't looked at every result. Why isn't people talking about this kid? And this kid, his name's Carlos Zamora. Good looking kid. Um, I, think I was looking on his, I think on Twitter, I see he has a mixed martial arts background. He looks like. It looks like Oscar De La Hoya. Good shape. Good athlete. And they had like a, a promo before this match with Doug Williams. And it was a really good promo as well. Like nothing that's blow away, but it was good. Solid. Okay, he can talk, right? Then he comes out for his entrance. And I watch all the entrances because it's very... Entering is very important, but watching someone first time, you get to know a lot about them from their entrance and Carson them you could tell is one of those guys that just has it. He's very confident, but he's constantly working from, from when he gets in, he has the this Denmark uh, soccer team shirt on, right? Denmark versus England. And he's like, just showing some attitude in the crowds. They're, they're into him. You know, they like him. They're, they like that. He's supporting their, their team. And, but he's cocky. He's arrogant. He feels that Doug Williams, you know, doesn't see him on his level. He's going to prove everyone that he is better than Doug Williams and Doug Williams is old. And, and he's going to make a name, just beating Doug Williams tonight. And we could tell from the entrance, this kid controls a crowd already. Really impressed. Only five, I looked him up only five years in the wrestling business. Uh, still in his, I think, in his twenties, so a lot of time to grow. Um, so I was okay. I was like pumped for this match. I'm like, all right, I just saw what I saw the previous match, which wasn't good. Now take me back, take me to some good wrestling. It's really cool to see Doug Williams again. Been a while since then. I know he retired and he came back and he came back a few years ago to do a Noah show. I thought it was like a one time deal, but. He's back in re- wrestling, and he's freaking jacked now. <laughs> he's he's uh, forty nine years old, I believe they said, and he's just jacked. Uh, you know, you could tell the you could tell the 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 long grueling years of his style of wrestling that he worked is definitely played a toll on his body. But he's a veteran. He's smart. He knows he knows when to turn it up, when to dial it down. He knows all the tricks. Like it was a lot of fun to see. Him work in the ring, and I was lucky enough to be in person for the King of the Indies in two thousand one, and a lot of you know, you know, everyone knows that story about All Pro King Indies, is that it became you know the the where the idea of Ring of Honor came from, and a lot of people in that tournament already like Brian Danielson, Low Key, um, AJ Styles, Christian Daniels, like they were already kind of established themselves already on the indies uh but doug williams was found by michael modest and when he was up did a show in uk or maybe a tour in uk and you know got him in this tournament and he was the unknown of the tournament and end up stealing the show uh, in many ways like from king Indies, really i mean springboard a lot of those guys and springboard a whole company but it, it really made Doug Williams career from there on that's when he you know goes on to Noah uh, impact wrestling you know etc so it was a thrill to kind of watch him you know um back then at APW I was just you know a young kid I didn't I didn't say much I just watched and listened and and watched the matches I was actually in the front row that night like I was just there just to see good wrestling you know, later on in a booking opera wrestling, which was a thrill. And uh that was a lot of fun. Um, you know, this again, Zamora, the young, arrogant kid versus the, the veteran, right? And Zamora's really just being cocky, arrogant, a little bit of disrespect, you know, kind of mocking Williams. And I'm loving every minute of this. Of course, Williams, he's seen it all. He sees a lot of young punk kids try to, try to you know, cocky young kids that think they're going to take over the world. And he just out wrestles them, right? And it's just really good, man. Just really good storytelling. Um, finally, he's a more, you know, gets controlled. You know, it's a cutoff. He gets in control. And he's working on uh, a Williams. And there's one point in this match where I'm like, okay, this kid has it. He had a was it an STF or some type of submission hold he's cranking on, and Williams gets the ropes to break the count to break the, the hold, right? And Zamora just starts pounding on Williams from, from on the back, just boom, 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 throwing these big forearm strikes. And he's just being so aggressive. And I'm like, yes, dude. Yes. Freaking love this. <laughs> Um another point, uh Zamora locks on the Cobra Clutch, Million Dollar Dream, etc. Had a million different names. And what Zamora needs to work on, I think he needs to be a little more aggressive when he goes for a hole. Sometimes he kind of just, just kind of just walks right into it instead of like just you're he shows some great aggression and some you know malice on a lot of things, but like when you see, just grab him, grab him. You know you don't have to be, you know. I'm not saying stiff or be stiff like that, but they're you know in a work in a working way. Use those, use your facial expressions, use that body language like he already has. But like if some, some when he grabs holes sometimes, I could see him kind of just coast in it. Grab him, lock on that Cobra crutch, shake him around a little bit, and then he start. But once he got the Cobra crutch, he started really kind of turning it on then. He starts looking, He sees a camera right in front of him. It's, it's getting a shot, and he's just jaw jacking that camera, and he starts like blowing kisses to the camera. People watching. Then he starts kissing uh, Doug Williams on the forehead. It was, <laughs> it was great. I'm like, oh man, I love this kid. And it was. I was just getting excited. I was like, I was like, dude, like, God, I, I miss booking. I miss this because this is like a kid that. If, if you're had a, if you starting a company, you'd want to sign this kid, right? I'm not saying you put him in the main events right away. I'm saying you, this is one of those young talents that you slowly build up. You're not looking at right now. You're looking maybe a, a year down the line after he gets a season, after you put up with veterans that's going to teach him to take him to that level that you want him to get to, right? So the story of the match is, of course, Doug Williams' finisher is the uh, Chaos Theory German Suplex. They tease it a few times. Uh, Zamora reverse it. That are one great false finish where uh, 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 Williams goes for the chaos theory, lists him up for the, to finish it off with the German suplex. But Zamora rolls through for a roll-up, one, two, and he pops up. They, they, they get back to their feet, and then Zamora picks him up in this uh, death value driver position and flips him over and drops him on his knee like a guillotine deal. Which is fine, which is cool, but I thought like as they both got up and as Doug Williams went after Zamora, Zamora should have just a nice boot to this gut, hit a quick det. I thought that would have been a great false finish there. It just kind of like the momentum kind of like stopped a minute because it took a while to, you know, get old big. Strong as an ox, Doug B, Doug Williams with all that that body mass he has on him now. Up in that that fireman's carry position, it's, it's just a little rough getting into it. But you know, that's just a small criticism. Um, finally, Williams hits the chaos theory, beautiful as ever. One, two, three, and you know, I after the match, Carl Zamora grabs the the mic and he's gonna. I thought he's going to like flip off Doug Williams or kick him low, or, you know, just be a, continue to be that disrespectful punk, but end up you know, showing respect, they both hugged and and uh yeah, you know, I guess Zamora's going to be a baby face going forward, but man, it, talk about hidden gem. Like in 2019 on our fight game media Facebook group that we, you know, if, if you haven't joined, please join. It's a great discussion of pro, with pro wrestling fans talking all different pro wrestling and it's a very, uh, uh, very respectful group of people talking wrestling. And um, like in 2019, when I posted about Francesca Kira, like 2000, God, early 2020, when I talked about a Ben Carter, now, now Nathan Frazier, NXT UK. And now I'm gonna, after the show, I'm going to talk about Carlos Amora and people need to watch this kid. And I think, no doubt he is going to be a big star in WWE, AEW, just in pro wrestling in general. He has he just has it. Whatever that is, we all, you know, he just has it. And you know, he still has lots to improve, he's still very young, but and you know, I'm not trying to blow this kid's head up or anything, but he's talented. And someone to really look look out for in the future. Remember that name, Carlos Carlos Zamora. You're gonna hear more about him. Trust me. I would like to see him go to WXW personally. As as everyone knows from Taking On Podcasts, I really enjoy the product of WXW. Um, I I think he'd be perfect in that promotion. Um, a lot of great talent for him to work. Uh, and grow and i and he could be a a, a a future star there for sure he could be definitely quickly a headliner though i wouldn't rush him to that i would definitely build him up um to get him there like in six to eight months but like like what he reminds me of a lot of the guy like in wxw marius alani i know he's been out or, out for a while for whatever reason but what made me a fan of WXW was, what's well, Mario Salani. I saw this guy, I'm like, man, who's, th- I've never seen him before. What a star. What a way he carries himself. I got that same feeling about Carlson Zamora as I did with Mario Salani. So, this kid, like, yeah, yeah, watch this kid. I'm looking forward to talking about him with Antonio Promise Thomas. I told him what show to watch, I told him what match, what time the match started. Actually, I told him to make sure he watches the entrances because because it's i really want to hear what Promise Thomas has to say about Carlos Zamora. He's he's definitely going to get more deeper than I am, but it's de- I mean you want to hear this. I mean it's 5 bucks for our uh Fight Game Media Plus Patreon special. It's going to be worth the five bucks to hear what Promise Thomas has to say about Carlson Moore and all the other uh, four other young wrestlers that we are going to talk about. Match number four was Session Moth Martina versus Ellis Inc. Now, I've seen uh, Moth Martina uh, a few times, mostly in clips. I never actually, I don't know if I ever seen a full match of hers. No, I haven't. I've seen clips, and I've seen, you know, very charismatic, a lot of energy from the her entrance to she leaves the ringside area. She's a lot of fun to me. She is a she would would be. I would book her as the female Jimmy Valiant, right? Um, comes to the ring, just all energy, all fun. You know, she's perfect for the middle of the card. The middle of the card to kind of, you know get the fans like you know you have some serious wrestling but then they see here comes Martha Martinez, and she's you know she's getting the crowd up she's you know just dancing and everyone's having fun Alyssa Ink was a really good athlete good looks uh, her last name is Ink so you expect a lot of tattoos on all her back down her legs um she's a really good athlete uh, looks like she has a mixed martial arts background she was doing really some really cool submission stuff um some good strikes uh, it was what made this match hard to get into is because i couldn't tell who the baby face and who the heel was was it supposed to be a bay face babe face match but it seemed like martina was kind of healing up a little bit right um the spa, when they ran spots, they looked good but it was the transition into the spots where things got rough. Um it was a fun match. It wasn't the best. But I th- I because of Moth's uh Session Moth's energy, you kinda like you kinda ignore the weaknesses because she's just this big personality and and you're just kinda enjoying the fun of it. And and also I also was liking what I saw on Alyssa Inc. I, I think she has a lot of potential and, and she just needs to work with better workers. I mean, you know, um, just needs to grow in time. I think she's going to be one of the top females, definitely in the European scene, but, um, you know, she has big time potential to be on a, a main, uh, approach the United States at the, you know, I think she gets some more experience. She could be, you bring her as that killer, right? Just almost like a Goldberg type comes in, just smashing people, and you believe her that she's a badass because she looked like she is, man. I, I I liked her. She was a she was definitely a a, a bright spot that I saw. So I right, like so definitely I would, I would watch this match. I I would recommend this match because just to see Alyssa Inc. Um, and Martinetti of course, because she's fun. But Alyssa Inc. like there's because you want to keep your eye on this girl. I think she's going to be a really good one in the in a very near future as well. Now, then we had the main event, which I was confused at first because I felt like it was a four way tag team match, but then it finally ended up being a uh, elimination survivor series type match. They called it mystery survivor match. Uh, the first team that came out was the Easy Lovers. They you know they they looked like uh, guys from the eighties with jeans and you know the big nineties shades oakley shades and you know some tie-dye shirts they kind of look like bias and pro wrestling's version of the Dudley boys right one guy's name is bam bam one guy's name is jackpot and for some reason one guy's named eric sable like he has a first last name but there's bam bam and there's jackpot right and they had some manager with them i i some tall really tall guy that i didn't know i couldn't make out his name for some damn reason um they teamed up with a team called the Swedish elite Harley rage and Steinbolt and Emeritus Ameritas gets in and beats Eric Sable. Uh, I didn't really see much from Ameritas. I think I need to see more of him in the rank. before really judge. Um, nothing really stood out. You know, he has a mask and colorful tights, but nothing made me like, Oh, wow. You know, like, but I, I, I definitely going to give him another chance. I, you know, I want to see what he can do in a one-on-one situation. I actually don't know all these guys because, like I said, it wasn't the... I think it's just one, just one big gimmick all, all in all. Um, Steinboy, Stein, Stein, Steinbolt, sorry, excuse me, quickly hit Finn with a chain to get the win, which I was like, what the fuck? Like Finn's like the best guy on that Bayface side, which I believe they were the Bayface. I'm like, why are they... Take him out. I thought he would definitely be at the end. I was actually hoping he'd come down to Finn and Steinbolt because they had the best exchange so far in the match. So he's gone. So I'm like, oh man, what are we left with here, right? So at one point, now Steinbolt Steinbolts in the ring with Xander, um, one half of the Tag Team Champions. Now he goes for the chain again, right? And this is taking forever to set up because you can tell he's waiting for the ref to get positioned and. Ref's taking forever to get in position, so he has a chain. He's you know, do what do what you do. You right, the rest of your hand You put your hand up and you start wrapping it slowly, wrapping that chain around, so the fans in the audience can see you have a chain on your hand and you're going to knock this one guy out, Xander out, because you just did the same to, with Finn and you're going to get another you're going to get another cheap victory, right? So of course, the referee turns around, catches Finn with the chain, takes the chain from him. And then takes forever and a day to get rid of this chain. I don't know what he was doing, but he goes over to the corner to get rid of the chain, to give it to someone, a ring attendant, whatever. Um, instead of just putting it in his pocket and continuing, right? Or throwing it out to uh, someone at ringside. The ringside the uh, 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 the ringside uh, ring announcer, throw it to him. Do something with it, right? But anyways, it's taking forever because they're going to do something, obviously. And as the referee's back is turned, uh, Harley Rage, the tag team partner of uh, Steinbolt, throws in a chair to Steinbolt. Steinbolt grabs a chair, goes to swing it at Xander. Xander ducks. Xander grabs a chair, and Xander gives it back to Steinbolt, pulls a Eddie Guerrero, light, cheating steel, right? Acts like he got hit with a chair. And the referee sees Steinbolt holding a chair and he is disqualified. Now, all sounds good. We've all seen that spot, obviously. Um, usually works. usually gets a reaction. But the referee fucked up and turned around as he and he sees Xander give Steinbolt a chair. <laughs> so the fans just got kind of a big old laugh. And they're like partying, so they don't give a I mean they don't really care. But as a first time viewer, I'm like, okay, this is come on, guys. This is everyone knows the spot. How do you mess this up, right? But the poor referee also, like, why is he in that corner? It's taking forever to get rid of this chain. Like, he and I and for him, I feel bad because he's stuck there looking like an idiot, right? So he's arguing with the bait, like he's arguing with the the he's in the corner of the bay faces. Emeritus. And like, what are you arguing with the why, Emeritus? What are you doing to distract the referee? Why are you giving him lip? Because yeah, you know, like he, the referee did his job. He this time around he found the chain and he's getting rid of it. So you should be happy, right? So, but I uh, it's just it was just all over the place here, man. Anyway, so Steinbolt's out, which I'm like, damn, he's like the best worker in this match. So that's gonna be fun. Uh, and then. Quickly after that, Emeritus, he – and all of a sudden, he has a key chain. I don't know. So, the referee either dropped it on the apron and that's where Emeritus picked it up or or he gave it to Emeritus. I don't know what the – because we couldn't really tell from the camera shot they were trying to do. So, I could really see where he was trying to give it to, but I'm guessing he dropped it on the apron. So, he took that long just to drop it on the apron, right? So, Emeritus ends up punching Harley Rage with a chain and wins, Right? It wins that it eliminates Harley rage the problem was when emeritus got the cage he didn't do <laughs> what uh Steinbolt did is hold your hand up show the crowd you got a chain he didn't even wrap around his hand he didn't even wrap around his fist it, it it was it happened so quickly that he just quickly hits him with a punch and he's holding the chain so it it's it just oh man this is getting bad ref goes for the count at one point gets pulled out ref bump right now the easy lovers manager another guy named I know he's a real tall guy taller than all the easy lovers because it's down to Meritas and it's down in uh, in Xander versus uh, Bam Bam so the ref bump out comes out the easy lovers again all of them now are, are, are double team, are triple teaming, quadruple teaming, I guess, with uh uh Emeritas and uh Xander. And again, very weak heat. Again, it looked like people just doing stuff they see on TV, but they don't know how to do it. Um it was looking really bad here. And then the EC lovers go out and they grab a table, which this table made IKEA's furniture look top dollar. <laughs> it was like, like, someone made there in the backyard before they before the show started. Hey, we have a ta- we need a table. Ah, we got a couple sawhorses and a and, a, and a, some particle board. That's so why it just. It <laughs> oh man, and they so they bring this table and I'm like, this fucking thing's gonna break before they even getting in the ring. I was worried about it, right? So they got it in the ring though, thank goodness. So they're going to set up this table spot and then they pull out of the bag. I'm like, oh, here we go. Thumbtacks. No, not thumbtacks. It's Legos. Oh my goodness. What the hell's happening here? Legos on the table. Out comes uh, Xander's partner, Adonis, and I believe Finn was out there again. The sides were even this time. The ref's still down, so now it's just an all-out brawl, if you want to call it that. And finally, uh, 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 what's his name? Emerita, excuse me, and Z- and Xander end up picking up Bam Bam and powerbombing him through the through that table that that's broken like a like a crispy piece of toast. Just snap. <laughs> Just, you know, uh, but as this is happening, so Emeritus and Xander before they powerbomb Bam Bam, they actually put them up on the top row, facing out towards the crowd, and in the corner, facing towards the crowd, opposite of the table, with the table set up on the opposite corner, and they just did this double. They're picking them up so they don't have to lift them up. Right, it's an easy position to grab them and pick them up from. Bam Bam's just a thick guy. You can tell these dudes are struggling. They have have to walk across this ring and powerbomb them. And I'm sitting there as they're slowly struggling, straining to put this big dude through this table. His easy lover, Bam Bam's manager, is sitting there watching this in the corner. (laughs) He's just sitting there like, aren't you going to stop him? You're gonna sit there and watch your guy get powerbombed through a table you know that was topped with um, legos it's i i'm guessing someone was supposed to take out this manager a little bit at least get him down or hold him down but someone forgot there's where they needed to be and it just looked really bad so finally uh session moth was uh, martino was one of the people that ran out and you know, to help the Bay faces and she end up doing her big stunner. We you know she comes out the beer. So she's like, she does a stone cold Steve Austin thing with a beer and a stunner. But honestly, she is Jimmy Valiant. She's a female Jimmy Valiant. She is fun. She's energetic. That's what she needs to be. Right. I'm not a big fan of the beer stuff, but you know, if, especially for the, I know she's done it before, but this crowd at work because obviously these kids are partying these fans are just there for a really good time. Though they do like the wrestling when it's good. They do react to good wrestling, which I like. But, so there, so for the, as I'm knocking this match, right, and I'm I'm knocking it, not, not to be an asshole, because it was just a bad match, straight straight to the point, the honest truth, just a bad match. And, but this crowd loved it, right? So, at the end of the day, their audience loves it. Now, these guys show up anywhere else, it probably won't, won't work. Um, a lot of people are like, what the fuck is this? Right. They don't look like professionals. They don't, they don't, they don't look, you know, they're not smooth. They're not crisp. And so that was like the tale of Bison pro wrestling. Like some of the wrestling was good. Some of the wrestling was bad. And there is some highlights of this. There's some standouts in this promotion, you know, and a car. I like him. I seen him before WXW, like I talked about earlier. Um, uh, oh Alys Inc. She's a prospect, someone to watch for. And also, and and the, and the the true hidden gem of this of this of this promotion, Carl Zamora. Man, like I said, what a future star! So there's some good here, but there's a lot of really, really tough guys to watch, and and it. I think if they want to take their promotion to the next level, they're going to have to start booking just better talent. And, you know, there has to be some workers out there that are better than these guys. Yes. I mean, I know that these fans love them. I'm sure they love them. I don't know. They, they, they definitely need to get a better trainer or just work on their game, you know. Because a lot of this just was it was bad, you know. A lot, a lot of this stuff wasn't that good, but there are some bright spots on this in this promotion. Now, will I watch Buy Sam Pro Wrestling again? You know what? I think I will. I might skip a couple things, but I'm gonna watch uh, a List Inc match. I'm gonna watch an Akara match. I'm going to watch definitely 100%, going to watch a Carlos Amora match for sure. Um, Because I I saw a future star. And like I said, mark my words, this kid's going to go someplace and he's going to be a star. And you can say, hey, you heard it first right here on Take It On podcast. So thanks, everyone. That was Body Slam Pro Wrestling from November of 2021 from Denmark. Um, thanks again for Jen King for the recommendation. I appreciate that. Um, without that recommendation, I would never have discovered Carlos Zamora and, um, definitely gonna see what I, I want to find out more about this kid. I'm going to feel around at some companies. Um, see if they've already looked into this kid and if they've not, I'm going to put my uh, recommendation in, um, to, uh, to some people because i think this kid's talent and and he needs to he needs to just continue to be uh, he just he needs to be a star somewhere you know he's he's definitely a star here in in bias and pro but he's he, he more people need to see him it's the same the same the same way i felt when i saw jeff cobb when he came over from hawaii to work at apw and I'm like, man, dude, you got to get out of there and, you know, come to the States. And he did. And look at Jeff Cobb now, right? So thanks again for listening. I appreciate it. Um, I hope you enjoyed the show. Again, look for the Take It Home podcast special bonus episode on the Fight Game Media Patreon. That's going to cost $5. But I think you're really going to enjoy what promised Thomas and myself are gonna do on that show, talk about this young, these young talents, talking about Carlos Zamora. Um, that's gonna be recorded on Wednesday. It should be out sooner after that, maybe that weekend as well. Um, and next weekend, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of what I'm gonna talk, I'm trying to think what I'm talking about, uh, and I kinda don't have anything, so I'm gonna send out another tweet. I'm gonna ask the people, what show should I watch and review? I take on podcasts, and if there's a show you want me to review, Go ahead, send me a tweet, Laraca at Laraca JL. Um, hit me up, and you know, hey, check, show me some promotions to check out. I, I want to see the young talent out there. I want to see a promotion I haven't seen before. I want to find a hidden gem like I did here with Carlos Zamora. Everyone, thank you so much again. Be safe. Have a good one.